Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com backslash the cook and the gooch. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Now on to the show. what happened no it's just so we're doing it and the bathroom is taking forever girl do you see all this food you wasted over here so anyway it's taking forever i'm not editing that out either okay (laughs) and so um okay so we don't got no shower because the bathroom's gutted, but the tile's being laid, and so we have to wait mm-hmm. for it to set before you can grout it and all that stuff, and then they're going to paint it and then put in the new fixtures. So mm-hmm. I've been going, you know, back and forth to my mom's house to wash my tail, and I was like, I'm tired. Yeah. I'm tired, so I got a hotel room. I know, Mom, we that. And we eating room service right now. Yes. That was lavishly. Let me tell you something. This is a splurge just to do this on a random Thursday, but y'all living like rich white women. Let me tell you something. This is all my goal. This is why I'm moving and downsizing. This right yeah. here. Yeah. I was like, bro, we're gonna do it all. If you can't live like a rich white woman, then why even exist? Like, let's just get away on a random on a random weekday. Let me tell you something. This is going to be our week in aesthetic. Mm-hmm. And pretty much, um, yeah, I was like, girl, when we move, we get off, you know, you get off school and I get off work. I was like, we can totally go have dinner in the city and come home. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm like, girl. Because you're so close. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, why am I living all this suburban life? Why am I doing this? <laughs> My girl, you're older. I'm still single. Like, let's go have fun. Yeah. So that's what I'm doing. Nothing wrong with that. No, you ain't got to tell me twice. Yes, I mean, the only thing is that I had to smoke before I got here because they don't have no smoking in this hotel, girl. Oh, you didn't get a smoking room? Girl, they don't have none here. Being a bad bougie bitch and booked at the Hilton, I should have went to the Marriott. Okay, I love the Hilton. I like it in my waffle with the angel on it. Oh, in the morning, girl, we about to go yes. have lunch before we go to school and work. Oh, oh, yes. oh. I love the Hilton. I love that little um, spa water they have in the um, in the mm-hmm. foyer. I love. Oh yeah, they have all of that set up right now. The grill don't close till like ten. And I started yes. to go, you know, do a cute little dash around the bar, but I was like, mm. girl, you didn't she tell you that we record and you got to be quiet? She ain't going to edit none of this out, so don't get embarrassed. Mm-hmm. Not none of it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I said put them headphones on, too. Don't listen to this conversation. <laughs> Next fact, you finish your homework, turn these lights out. Go on, shut it down. I need a lighter. Mm-hmm. Kiss me. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, this time I'm about to get in my bed. I'm so glad I went and got my own damn bed. Now, as soon as I find that little mom. No, we didn't do all that. Girl, uh, I wish I did, though, but I'm trying to find that little knob where you turn down the firmness on the mattress. Oh, it's right behind it. It's like on the side. It's right on the side at the top. I think that's where it was last time. Let me tell you, this bed is hard as hell. And I'm like, you know what? Mm-mm, not the kid. Not the thing. <laughs> I want it soft. Yeah. I found it. Was it where I threw it? <sighs> yep. Because you bad and bougie, too. Mm-hmm. 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 Let me tell you something. I got something. Listen, I said, I'm at the age in life. Oh, this shit is. Love, see, 
I'm at an age in life where I need bed comfort. And so yesterday I went down mm-hmm. to the Target and I went and got me a nice mattress pad. And I was like sitting in the in the the little aisle and I was like, Do I really want to spend this much on a mattress pad? And I was like, Bitch, you thirty one. Mm-hmm. Yes. You need this. This is for a culture. Mm-hmm. So I went and I got me a mattress pad and I woke up like oh my God. You would have thought I slept on cheer ups last night. Like I just woke up singing and I felt good mm. and my back didn't hurt. It was just, it was wonderful. That sounds great because I'm in the market for a new bed because as I've been just telling you, we moving girl. So Yeah. I was like, I'm gonna bring I wanna move and I wanna have a new a brand new bed. I deserve I deserve a new bed. Yes. Yeah. So I've been looking and shopping. So I went to the sleep number because this one girl I used to work with, she's more by sleep number. Yes. Let me tell you something. That bed was nice, but that price. Yeah. I know. I and like, they give you that little rinky dink $200 off coupon. Like, oh, girl. girl. I was like, who spends G's like this on, 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 on a bed? My mattress, cost, my mattress cost all of $100. It came in a box that Amazon mm-hmm. shipped to me and mm-hmm. it was like rolled up and I put that bitch on the platform and it unfolded by itself. That sounds up until really now, nice. It was nice and it was a king size. It is a king size, $400. And it's been great up until the fact that I'm old and my back be hurting now so I had to eat the nap bed. But I'm good now. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something. Oh, yes, this is, I let all that out. Oh, yes. Praise, praise, because I'm old, you know, yeah. and I don't mind. I'm of a certain age, you're right? And <laughs> I'm not even forty, so there's that. But I'm close. I'm knocking on it, yeah. and so I can see it from my backyard. So <laughs> I need to be comfortable when I'm in bed, and I need to be surrounded in comfort. I need to literally luxuriate. The older I get, the higher the thread count. Right. You know, like, it's serious. Like, certain things, like, you just don't do anymore. Like, have this. You can't just use any old towel and washcloth. Nope. You can't oh, just and I went and got kind of washcloth, girl. <laughs> mm-hmm. Fluffy, too, ain't they? Yes. Mm-hmm. I know. I know. Who knew? I know. At 31, these things would just mean so much to me. It's so important just to be comfortable. That's what yes. luxuriation is. It's just your comfort, and it's just like everything is clean and nice and yes. smells good and feels good. Everything's fresh out the dryer and warm yes. and, you know, just toasty and just, just right, just right. You gotta, some luxurious body-wise. Mm-hmm. I can't uh. wait, honey. I can't wait. And the shower head, I'm so excited. I was like, I almost was like, I'm tempted to not move. But then I was like, oh, no, bitch, you got to get the hell up out of here. <laughs> you can change the shower head in the apartment. Mm. I can. Yeah. I can change the shower head in my arm. Yeah. Oh. Just keep the one they, they got up, and then when you leave, pop the, the old one back on. I do it all the time. Girl, you smart. Listen. I don't plan on buying no time soon, and I got to be comfortable. Let me tell you something. That's what I'm talking about now. Real quick, Blue. <laughs> tell me who got you fucked up while I eat this rib. You know what? Nobody. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm having about what? Anybody who previously got you fucked up that you got them together? Nah, y'all know my supervisor last day, last day is tomorrow. Um, I don't post it out of my department. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm gone. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I had my review today because since he leaving tomorrow, he had to do our reviews early. And he was mm-hmm. like, you know, um, I got to exceed expectations. And he was like, you know, I really appreciate you. You've been you've been an asset to our department. The entire company talked highly about you. And I was like, okay, this is real cute. And he was like, you um, you're, you should get your raise in April. And I was mm. like, okay, so y'all not go y'all not gonna mess me over this year. It's real cute. So I'm you know I'm everything's lovely. It's 
it's a drastic change from last week. Y'all know last week was very hard for me. I even had like a little emotional breakdown, like on the floor crying type thing, listening to Prince. Um, but I'm good now. Not I'm good. <laughs> you said know what? Not Prince. <laughs> yes, yeah, chopped and screwed Prince of all things. <laughs> <laughs> I listen to the beautiful ones on repeat. Chopped and screwed. (laughs) Chopped and motherfucking screwed on the floor. Don't let me (laughs) wait. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But I still did. I'm going to put this going to be the intro too. Because. You that shit goes hard. That's exactly how it sounds too. <laughs> I love chopping screw. Girl, I can chop and screw any damn thing. Listen, I I listened to a chop and screw Miley Cyrus song called Adore You. Right, right? So I I clicked it because it said Adore You. I'm thinking, oh, this is another Prince James. So, no, it was Miley Cyrus. And the way they chopped and screwed it, it sounded, I was like, oh, gosh, this sounds really good. It was really good. Like, Really good. Like I need to. My principalities won't allow me to enjoy her. I know. I know. She's you know, like I would have felt like I betrayed the ancestors by listening to it or enjoying it rather. You know, but she got somewhere and set her ass down. I don't know if she had a praying grandmother, but um, she she disappeared. My mom did that from Nikki. She you know what? We haven't seen her since that. Miley was good. <laughs> mm-hmm. I said Miley was good. <laughs> I didn't grind enough to fill up my cone. Oh, don't you hate yeah. that? Yeah. What you smoking on? Headband. Headband. Mm, girl, mm-hmm. headband. I ain't want to smoke headband because it said make you feel like you got a headband on. I was like, I don't need. Yeah, but it's good for um, it relaxes you and it's good for working. Mm. I got some white Urkel. Oh, I never heard and of Urkel. Urkel is good. Yeah. Yeah, I had some uh, Mob Boss. Now, that was nice. That sounds like it's going to kill you. Mm-mm. It was nice. I had some Mob Boss and Cookies and Dreams. That shit was nice. Ooh. Yeah, Cookies and Dreams was a form of Girl Scout cookies. And um, yeah. Blue Dreams. Okay. It was nice. But I like the mob boss the best. And this white Urkel, I feel good. I smoked it a couple hours ago, but I still feel good. I'm going to have to put that on my list. My um, I went and saw my plug yesterday, but she's moving. Um, She moved today, I think. So once she gets up to her house. Girl, we pulled up to her house. So we was like, um, it looks like you relocated. <laughs> she was like, because I am. And so we was like, okay, <laughs> where? <laughs> right. And she was, like, she was like, oh, I'm moving to 13th Street. And I'm like, bitch, that's far. <laughs> like, what, you want 125th? And she's like, moving to 13th? <laughs> <laughs> like, she's all the way at the oceanfront now. And I'm like, but I live in town center. <laughs> Like, oh, I don't Lord, like, girl. I don't like leaving you know, my block for nothing. Gina, um, you done paid for her zip code upgrade, shit. I know, right? But she so was like, don't worry, know. I got a car. <laughs> I know. Make her deliver, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she, right? she said she would. She said she would. Oh, girl. But she had ran out of, um, time. she had ran out of packaging yesterday, so she had to put my thing in a, in a store bag. Oh, I know. I only. I was like, "That's okay, because you're moving, so I'll, um, I'll, yeah. I'll deal with it." But I don't. Do I pack up for paraphernalia? Yeah. So, but next time be better. And she even cut me a deal, mm-hmm. so we did. 
Tell me she owes you, like, a screen or uh-huh. something. I don't know. She owes you, like, a dub or something. What yeah, you yeah, yeah. I know, we're terrible, Clyde. Don't do that to your brother. They fuck around and not answer your call. <laughs> right. You got to have a relationship with your plug. You can't just be, you know, going in there seeking demands and shit. It is a relationship. <laughs> it's, and it's a trust-building exercise that has to take place. You know, it's a Absolutely. lot that has to happen. You know, so nobody really get me fucked up this week outside of just, like, me being tired. But they tell you about that lady last week who um, decided she wants to jump out there and take the whole website thing. So she jumped her little um, happy butt on a call, and she was probably told that the system owner would be responsible for... And guess who the motherfucking system owner is? It's me. Yeah. <laughs> okay, they said that she's going to be responsible. So I just wouldn't have you know, not talking to her all week because I was just like, girl. But I did talk to the director and I told her how I felt about it. And she was like, oh, well, just be careful. Make sure you know there's some things. Maybe she knows something you didn't know, blah, blah, I was like, oh, no, honey. She went down there talking to them because they're on the same contract, but she's not contracted to that. Um particular um, duty, and then I was like, and then she told me that I was a go-between, and I would appreciate that, and she was like, oh, well, um, good luck with that, so you just, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know, I thought I was going to come and talk to her, and she was just like, oh, good luck with that, and I was like, yeah, <laughs> thanks, I was like, I'm just giving you a courtesy to let you know I'm right. going to talk to I'm you. just letting you know what's about to happen, so don't mm-hmm. say I didn't warn you. I'm going to talk to her. And she's coming in crying to you. You know why? Oh, what up, I told you. Is that how I sound? What? When I grind up stuff and I be chopping up the bottom of my grinder. Is that, is that not how I sound? Yes! <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh, Lord, oh, you telling me, like, you like, you put some big old buds in there and they ain't break down.
but it just took me forever. And then, you know, like my friend went to Amsterdam and brought me back a grinder, and it was just like this is a, like a whole new, you know, a whole new world has opened up to me. <laughs> and ever since then, a whole new world. <laughs> Don't you dare close your eyes. <laughs> and so it was like, it's like, it like all of this out here. It's like just, it's just so much life out here, girl. Just mm-hmm. live it. Just live it. You know, luxuriate. Oh, whatever. That flourish. Mm-hmm. Girl, hush. All right, damn sneezing. <laughs> Nobody heard it. <laughs> oh, I did. <laughs> <laughs> it bothered me. I heard it. Like, I'm stuck. I'm one of those parents. I harassed the, I harassed the kids. Uh, I remember growing up, my mom used to, um, damn, this is a whole tangent. But um, when well, I would be sick and I would be coughing, and my mom would be like, stop all that coughing. So now I got to hold my fucking breath because you don't want it. You aggravated because I'm sick. Like, what kind of bullshit is this? So now I, every time I got to cough, I got to take a deep breath. This, this is not okay. It's not okay. Girl. I used to all hate I'm... it. <laughs> she would just cough all out. Yes. <laughs> Like, what am I supposed the... to do? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I can't. Right, like, I cannot stop. <laughs> Girl, where's your article? What article? You have, oh, never mind, I think I saved it. Hold on. It's in the Facebook. Um... Here it is, I saved it. Girl, it's what. <laughs> if it wasn't for me saving shit, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't be nothing. I said if I didn't, if it wasn't, you know, for the ability to save stuff. Okay. So you ready or whatever for the first um, article or whatever? Yep. So it's about chicken boxes because we we black. Okay. I love and chicken boxes from you. Sunoco. Let me tell <sighs> you something. Chicken boxes are life. They've always had chicken, you know, chicken wings and um, French fries to carry out down here, down PG okay, County Way or whatever. Now, it wasn't until I went to um, got to Baltimore that I had my <laughs> real first potato wedge in a chicken box because okay. that was some sunny shit. That was some curiosity that they did up in Baltimore with a half and half. You get you a chicken box with, you know, your mumbo sauce and your hot sauce and your ketchup. Well, I don't think they got mumbo mm-hmm. sauce like that up in Baltimore. It's not the same. I've never had but, mumbo sauce. <gasps> I know. I know. It's going to happen. I'm not swearing it off. It's just, I just haven't made my way to get it. My daughter has, my daughter has a thing on my little sauce that she keeps in the refrigerator. Okay. <laughs> my little sauce is right nice out here. She is real. I'm going to get yeah. me some. Trust me. But um, that's yeah. just what you put but on I'm your wings. I'm hot sauce. I'm going to catch up hot sauce, girl. You got to mix it together. See, I like salt, pepper, and ketchup on my, um, my fries. Now, mm-hmm. I like my hot sauce on my wings. I don't like it on my fries. So, And so one time I was real high and I called the carry out. And I was <laughs> ordering my chicken box. And she said, what you want on your fries? I said, salt pepper ketchup? She said, excuse me? She said, excuse me? I said, salt pepper and ketchup? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my, my. And I will never forget that day, though, because I said, how can I catch her? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Girl, I did. I did that at the carryout, and it was awful. So I say all that to say... Unpacking the chicken box, the story behind Baltimore's carryout staple. And let me tell you something. In any black community, the chicken box is real. But mm-hmm. out Baltimore, it's, it's 
the chicken box is a way of life. I will say that. And it's a certain way you got to get it. You got to get it with your um, potato wedges, your Western fries is what they call them. Mm-hmm. And um, you get it with a with a big half and half, which is I see. It's and funny, <clears throat> right? Y'all call it half and half up there. We call it mixed down here. Yeah, it's half and half. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and here we call it mixed. And white folks call it Arnold Palmer, but we don't care. Right, and I'd be like, K. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right, I'd be like, cool story, bro. Right. Sorry, no. So I, oh, listen. I even go to Chick Fil A now and be like, listen, I need a half lemonade, half sweet tea. Please. And Chick fil A got some good ass lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you something. That Chick fil A lemonade is real. <clears throat> it is oh my god. Together. It is delicious. Chick fil A lemonade is real. It's it's Yes. It's yes. <sighs> if y'all have not had it, go get you one tomorrow. And they have a frozen one. So when the weather finally breaks yes. for real for real, go get you a frosted lemonade from Chick fil A. Really, that shit is life. That frosted uh, is is good. It is. Uh, good. Y'all it know is Gooch good. will not stir you wrong because Gooch love the nope. snacks. My nigga, go and get that Chick Fil A frosted lemonade. Bitches mm, oh. over here know how to eat. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we play no games. So, <laughs> <laughs> on a recent afternoon at Sunny Subs, Dion and Alfred Allen dug fingers first into styrofoam clamshells filled with western fries and chicken wings covered in ketchup. <clears throat> the brothers and Morgan State University students came to the carryout just a short walk from campus as often as they can, and this five ninety nine combo, the chicken box, is their meal of choice. They got the best chicken in the state right now, said Alfred Allen, 21, adding that his family will make the 30-minute drive to Northeast Baltimore for Sunny's well-seasoned wings. Dion Allen, 18, agreed through bites of fries. There are so many places selling it in the area, it makes you want it more. When it comes to fast food culture, the chicken box is Baltimore's staple. The meal, which typically includes fried chicken wings, a generous portion of French fries, often a wedge-shaped Western variety, and bread or a dinner roll, is packaged into a signature to-go box made of cardboard or styrofoam. The delicacy can be doused in sauces, often salt, pepper, ketchup, or hot sauce, and is best served, according to most Baltimoreans, with a half-and-half, a sweet mixture of lemonade and iced tea. Carryouts like Sunny Subs and local chains like Royal Farms have sold chicken boxes for years, keeping the term hyperlocal even as international franchises serve their own version. Yet the origin of the story of the chicken box extends far beyond Baltimore. With ties to slavery and black migration in the Jim Crow era, its history lends cultural significance to the city's go-to fast food. The first documented fried chicken recipe came from an 18th century British cookbook, according to Adrian E. Miller, soul food scholar and author of Soul Food, The Surprising Story of an American Cuisine, One Plate at a Time. Only later was the recipe adopted by Americans, first by white Southerners who preferred it for indulgent feasts, and then by African Americans, many of whom memorized the recipes from their days as enslaved cooks. They, too, transformed the recipes into their own, passing them on to future generations, often reserving the gospel bird for special and spiritual occasions like church functions, Miller said. It was cherished, and then the miracle of our food system was that these celebration foods that could only be eaten on certain occasions could now be eaten on a regular basis, Miller said. An early form of the chicken box likely arrived on the restaurant scene in the 1930s when it began to appear in local newspaper ads. The first reference to the fast food delicacy in the Baltimore Sun was a 1933 ad for the Rail Grill promoting its dollar sanitary sanitary box containing two whole fried spring chickens and a loaf of toasted bread, enough for four people. (laughs) I know, right? Though evidence is scant on how chicken boxes evolved, some scholars suggest a link to shoebox specials, packed lunches that became a necessity during black migration in the early to mid-20th century. When African Americans traveled, they had to pack their food, said Syke Williams Forson, an author and associate professor and chair of the American Studies Department at the University of Maryland College Park. In her book, Building Houses Out of Chicken Legs, 
black women, food, and power. She explains that restaurants, rest areas, and gas stations were harbingers of hostility for black people. The Negro Motorist Green Book, a guide that included service stuffs that would accommodate African Americans, was helpful, but the shoebox specials containing items that were cheap and traveled well without refrigeration or reheating were often the only surefire method to keep black migrants sustained during long drives. Bus rides or trip tri- train trips, excuse me, William Forson said. The lunches packed in old shoe boxes, pails and bags, often always contain fried chicken and often boiled eggs, a biscuit and a sweet or dessert. Fried chicken is perfect for this because fried chicken is good, hot, room temperature, and cold, Miller said. Long after Jim Crow was outlawed, fried chicken in a box for some African Americans remain a form of nostalgia and tradition. Very rarely do people want to relinquish the cultural behaviors that bring them comfort and familiarity. Adding that while gladware and other plastic carryalls have replaced shoeboxes in most cases, the concept still remains. Decades later, Baltimore's chicken box functions in the same vein as an affordable, easily transportable, on-the-go on the meal for many locales and for some as a, tra- as a tradition. Throughout the generations, my mom, my mom's mom, <clears throat> We always came to Lexington Market to get chicken boxes. It's like a Baltimore culture, says Kyrie Parker, 36, co-owner of Connie's Chicken and Waffles in Lexington Market, which opened in June. Today, Parker, along with the brother, with his brother, Sean Parker, excuse me, 31, and their mother, Connie Parker, serve chicken boxes incorporating fried chicken wings or chicken tenders with a customer's choice of styles of waffles, french fries, or sweet fries. Sweet potato fries sprinkled with cinnamon. Ooh, that sounds good. Mm-hmm. Abdul Malik, 59, of downtown Ooh, Baltimore, comes. Mm-hmm. Um, Abdul Malik from downtown Baltimore comes for the tenders with a double stack of waffles, taught with strawberries and powdered sugar. Mm. Yes, this is the best one, said Malik, comparing the newest fixture of Lexington Market to other places in the area that serves chicken boxes. The Sun poll readers in February inquiring about the best chicken boxes in the city. Royal Farms, the Baltimore-owned convenience stores and gas station chain, was voted third place. Connie's Chicken and Waffles came in in second with Hip Hop, Chicken and Fish, and Sunny Subs tied for first. First of all, fuck Hip Hop, Fish, and Chicken, FYI. <laughs> I don't eat there. I do not support them. That's all I'm saying. That's the um. It's the chain. But didn't you have? Didn't you share a story about mm-hmm. the man that worked at the hip hop chicken? Mm. The owner. He yeah. Was a franchise, and I was like, "Do you listen to hip hop?" And he was like, "No." Yeah, I was like, yeah, well, why yeah. do you have pop chicken and fish? He was like, because it's just the name of the franchise. It was like, it, this is what the name came on the box, so I opened it up and sold it. He was a Palestinian man, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, he surely was. Okay. And that's why I was just like, nah. I just It was just something about it. But, like, they're popping up down on my side of Maryland, like, all over the place. Yeah. Because I live in southern Maryland for now. And so they're starting to pop up, and people be going. But I still stick to like Henry Soul Cafe, or just like my or like Wing Heaven, or like my yeah. local mom and pop shop. I don't go to the the uh, major box. Listen, you know, I ain't box. gotta worry about no hip hop chicken and fish coming to Virginia Beach. These white folks ain't about to have it. <laughs> oh my god! Have it. Listen, Norfolk just got a Bon John. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something. We got a Bon John down here, and then um. It's all right. Mm-hmm. It's okay, but it's nothing like going to the carryout. Yeah. They just get you out the way real good. And he's right because yeah. he said you can go anywhere. He said you can go anywhere and go grab a burger and fries, but you can't go anywhere for fried chicken. It's just different, mm-hmm. says Sonny's yeah. owner, Steve Wang, whose family has the sold chicken boxes in the Baltimore right. area since the 1980s. It's such a nice finger food. The convenience of the chicken boxes pool is a pool factor for many locals, and it's true. Like, cause this place right across the street from Morgan, when I went to Morgan, we used to walk right to Sunnies in Northwood, and you go in there and get you a chicken box. And back then, it was like three dollars for a chicken box, mm-hmm. and you get a nice size drink, like a big old cup of half and half. Yeah. And like on a college budget, like 
that will that perfect. shit will do you right, right? Yeah. Like you, like it was. We scraped up money to go to Sunny's and get chicken boxes and split them joints. And it lasts because you can have it for like two meals. Yeah, because we took the other half of the money and bought blunts and beer and some weed. Like yeah. it used to be real. Like you get your money yeah. and you and your bestie split in a chicken box. Yes. Well, There's a gas That's station true. in Suffolk, Sonoka, <laughs> and oh my gosh, when I say the chicken is so freaking good, it's a Jamaican lady in there frying the chicken, and um, you can get chicken breast and chicken thighs, not just chicken wings. And yes. I get me, a, I guess I get me a breast and a wing, and I get my wedges with my roll, and that's I bet you do. And I bet you her breasts and her wings are crispy and her thighs are crispy Listen, too and she's going to be having and a little. And it's clean and it's juicy. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you what I don't want to do. I don't want to tear into a piece of chicken and it got all this fatty stuff in there. That's what I don't like. I'm right. That is mm-hmm. gross. It tells me you didn't clean it. And I'm not meaning like mm-hmm. running it under the water. I mean like actually taking a knife or a scissor and cutting, and cutting the fat. If you don't do that, you don't know how to cook, and you're offending me. I hate it. It's so gross. I remember my auntie used to sit and have that chicken under that running water and cut that fat, and she yes. cut and cut and cut. And that's, that's why whenever we ate that chicken, oh, and I at one point, I'm not going to front, I started buying the wing at, at the food mm-hmm. line. Cause I was, I don't, I, for whatever reason, when they broke, I just like the broken up wing at. It's something about a yeah. good wing at. I like the fats and the drums. I eat all of it. See, I prefer drums though. I prefer flats. <laughs> See, I, I mean, it doesn't matter to me. I'm gonna eat both, but yeah. I'm not gonna clean the bones of both. But a drum is just, it's just nostalgic for me. It is nostalgic for me just to eat a drumstick, a good old drumstick. It's like the best piece of chicken, and you can just get all the meat off the best way. And just, I just, yeah, I can fry it up crispy, and it's none of those little fatty, stringy pieces. I hate that. But that was one thing about my auntie chicken. It was, right, it was clean. Like, you could just bite right into it, and it would just be pure chicken, and it was delicious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a nice little piece of bread. Yep. Yes. And then the box is the serving dish and transportation dish. It's a lot easier to eat on the go, said Brittany Eldridge, a spokeswoman for Royal Farms, who started serving fried chicken around 20 years ago. After mastering a top-secret recipe that could be mass-produced today, the company serves fried chicken 24 hours a day, seven days a week at many of its 170 locations spread throughout Maryland, Virginia, Pennsylvania, and Delaware, making it arguably the largest locally-based fried chicken distributor. We have a lot of people who come to our stores who are going back to a job site or working out on the road somewhere so they don't have a break room or an office where they can sit and eat with utensils. This is an easy way you can eat it with your hands and out of the box, Eldridge said. Yep. While she doesn't deny that Royal Farms has had a hand in the chicken box's modern-day popularity, Eldridge gives credit to Baltimoreans who have taken on the chicken box as their own. They've got Maryland crab cakes and Old Bay, but we also have our chicken boxes and fried chicken. Eldridge says these are things people have grown up eating and Let's face it, she said, it's really damn good. So pretty much you just want to thank all the black people that you know for helping you sustain this industry because niggas know how to eat. Right. We eat well, and it's real. Like, if you see a lot of black people going somewhere to eat someplace, that food is good, and you know it. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. it. Yeah, Girl, are you still rolling up blood? No. Yeah. <laughs> Putting in an order. You rolling the Oh, um. <laughs> I was about to say, like, you still rolling, still riding that no. shit up? No, 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 no. I was putting in an order. Oh, Lord. Oh, um, yeah, man, like, that's real, like, but I, I didn't even think back to the, um, the Green Motorist book, like when you pack a meal, like you pack it. Yeah, in the it makes sense. Yeah, you couldn't stop. It makes all the sense. And you know what? That's why, you know what? This makes me even more prouder to be African American that we do have this tradition. Black people have culture. There is a very, very rich African American culture. We're ingrained in a lot of and, stuff, whether people mm-hmm. want to believe it or not. Like a lot of things that we have and that we do 
starts right at black people. Mm-hmm. And that's right. something and we did of. it because we had to. Right. And they come along and just do it because, oh, it's kitsch. <sighs> <laughs> like, no, like they don't have no soul behind anything that they do. Right. So, yeah, I'm, it just makes me even more prouder. And they're right, it is very convenient. It's like, you can get a chicken box. I can open that bitch up and prop it on my seat, put my little drink in my cup holder, and I can just stick my hand right down there and, roll, and cruise out of the highway. Yes. <laughs> Eat my chicken box, girl. And that's another reason why I prefer the drums, because it's a little bit easier. If you drive them one-handed, just go ahead and tear into it and clean the bones clear. Yeah, and see, As I, opposed just, to I like the like I'll break it up. Yeah, with a breast, I can just, I grab it. I go, okay, man, I don't care. See, and I, and I, wing, and I throw them bones out the window. Let me tell you something. Keep it gangster. Keep it gangster. As I if I go to Popeye's, mouth. let me tell you something. Popeye's, I'm getting all the honey for my biscuit. Okay. No, let me tell you something. All the honey. When I go to either Popeyes or Bojangles, I'm getting hot sauce and honey for my chicken. Mm. <coughs> that shit is delicious. It sounds delicious. It's so fucking it good. Fucking amazing. Try hot it. sauce and honey. <laughs> hot sauce and honey. That shit is Hello. so fucking good. <laughs> you need to go ahead and trademark and patent that right now. You shouldn't even say that out loud right now. I know, right? I know. I know. It's, it's all right. Y'all flourish in the goodness there is of hot sauce. Name it after Gooch. Call it the Gooch sauce, hot sauce and honey. Ooh. That's you. That's goose it. That sums it up. Gooch sauce. Listen, y'all um, got it. I'm going to pay me. Gooch sauce. That's all it is right there. Hot sauce and honey because that's you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Your voice is, service. yeah. Your voice <laughs> is, honey. Um, honey, but your right hook is the hot sauce. <laughs> <Good job. laughs> Get you some good sauce. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, 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 okay. Let's see. Hold on. Do you want to do the letter or another um, article? Let's do the letter. Okay. So, this one's from the Facebook group. Um, it comes from Wanda. She says, "Hey y'all." Hey Wanda. <laughs> Long time listener, first time caller. Like I promised yeah. you, I'm sending over this advice question. Ask. Um, question about work flirting. And here's just a question by itself. I'm cutting out the background and only saying this. I have extremely I have extremely rarely ever been on the receiving end of a crush. I've always been the crusher and always kept my distance. So here's the question. I work at a company that owns the office building. The evening security guard, lobby attendant, would ensnare me in conversation as I left most nights. He has a really long work history with the company. He then declared his feelings to me right before Christmas with a gift. I did not and have not reciprocated. Instead, I set a clear boundary. I'm never leaving my due for you. Please don't be too familiar with me and respect my personal and professional life. He has okay. continued to present me with gifts, tiny gifts, like a Twix bar, and pressured me into taking them using don't be rude as he as his go-to weapon. <clears throat> he had asked me for money while implying I'm incredibly selfish if I don't loan him a few dollars. It made me intensely me? uncomfortable. Shit, I got my point. Oh, shit. Pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. Go ahead. Um, It made me intensely uncomfortable. Now he has begun calling me at my actual desk for no reason and requesting I bring him a cup of ice. This more often... I'm sorry, how old are you? A cup of ice? Are you pregnant? First of all, like, do I look like silly mister? Right. It ain't cold enough. Oh, bitch. That's what she should do. As a matter of fact, she should pee in a cup and make some ice cubes out of it. And give it to <laughs> him. 
Now he has begun, oh, wait, um, this more, oft, more, more often recently. I've forgotten to call doctors back for days in the past. That's how much I avoid personal calls at work. I feel like I caused this, but looking back, I don't see how at all. I'm just nice, and I don't walk away from people who are talking to me. But I think he's taking advantage, and I'm not sure if it is because this is so much outside my prior experience that this makes me so uncomfortable, or if I'm totally right and this is inappropriate. But I'm not trying to be the chicken little running around saying, OMG, I'm so hot, why are you obsessed with me? I just don't want to be obligated to participate in a one-sided flirtation. Now I know and how you're not. This, right, without hurting his employment or mine. Why are you concerned about his employment? He wasn't concerned about his employment when he was pushing up on you and asking you to bring him a cup of ice like you're a 45-year-old woman. He wasn't concerned about his career then. He wasn't concerned when he was sending you Twix bars and shit. Don't Let worry about it. This man does not have a crush on you, sugar booger. At all. It's a fucking stalker. It's not a crush. Like, yeah, that and I think that because you set your boundary and he's still just going beyond it and calling you and bothering you, girl, mm-mm. He, he, mm-mm. he's not um, respecting you. No. Nope. At all. Mm-mm. No. So, yeah, you have to nip this in the butt. And you got to nip this yeah. in the butt ASAP. And you got to let him know if he continues, this is going to get ugly. And let me tell you something. Like we said, fuck his job. Fuck his comfort. He doesn't give a fuck about chores. He's obviously overstepping his boundaries and making you uncomfortable. Right. You told him you had a man. Like, so I had an issue where um, the security guard at my job, like, he also was doing stuff similar to this. And I was like, listen, my girlfriend don't like that shit. And he stopped. He was like, oh, I didn't mean, you know, and then he just, he went about his business. At that point, if you've already told him that, and he st- he he does not care. He does not care about boundaries. He's the worst kind of guy. Report his ass. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so just let him know. Like, you can either tell him or you could just report him and have somebody else tell him. Be like, you know what, this has been happening, like, document it until the date and time and what you said and how and just tell them like you don't want a big deal but you would appreciate it if he just did not you know contact you at all mm-hmm. and they can check the company records i'm sure um to see if he's calling you like you can even have someone look at your phone log to see all your incoming calls to show yeah. that it's incoming so he's calling you and contacting you you are not contacting him it is one-sided and you right. no longer wish to um him, but you're not obligated to entertain anybody with anything. I don't care who they are. No one, like, don't perceive anyone to have any type of authority over you because they don't. Right. Even your boss. And if at one point, if you. you wanted it, if you if you want it, and then you said, "I am finished. I'm tired of you," he has mm-hmm. to respect that. And if he's not, he then take his yeah. Mm-mm. Fuck him. Right. Fuck this guy. I don't like him. He sounds like a jerk. He sounds um like the worst kind of he fuck sounds boy. annoying. He sounds like a terrible person and mm-hmm. I don't blame you for not wanting to be bothered with him, but put your foot down now. Don't let this continue anymore. See, this Never is why women have to be mean to people. This is exactly why women gotta walk around with these stink ass attitudes. 'Cause y'all don't y'all niggas don't know when enough is enough. Y'all do too fucking much. Have a seat somewhere. Shit. Nobody wants to be bothered. Like, if it's during the day and I'm walking somewhere and I'm minding my business and I tell you, like, I'm busy, just just go away. Right. Let me get to my destination in peace. That's what I want to do. Don't fucking talk you know? to me. Yeah. I had to tell the guy at the Wawa, like, don't. Everybody don't like that. Don't do that. Just mind your business. Especially if I don't make fucking eye contact with you, I definitely don't. Just learn how to read body language. Mm-hmm. Stop being so fucking annoying. I don't know what the... I, yeah, I don't know what this is about, but whatever it is, just just stop. Just and don't do this shit at work. Like, I just don't... Not, right. not at work. Not where I'm working. Don't do that at all. 
I'm not right. Shit, yeah, 11 years of sacrifice, and you're going to bother me at the drop of a dime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you're the improper influence. Yes. You going to put me out, Frank? You going to put me out? <laughs> <laughs> you raggedy bitches ought to be more careful of who you pick it up at grocery stores. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> out of football, tramp. <laughs> <laughs> that is my movie. <laughs> oh God, that movie wasn't about nothing, but it's so much material there. Oh God, yes, it's perfect. Oh, just it's just it's one of those quotable movies you can just quote yes. over and over and over again. <clears throat> okay, so here here we go. How three millennials are helping black people become legal marijuana moguls. Why can't black and green make green? All right, here we go. You know, hopefully, not personally, although that's sadly a possibility, that the war on drugs hasn't been kind to black people. It's just a sad fact, and that sad fact could could get a whole lot sadder. Those with capital and business acumen are flooding into states like Colorado, Oregon, and California looking to strike it rich or richer in the weed business. Say you're a cannabis expert, someone who has risked prison to sell on the streets for years, and say despite your business providing you and your family with income, you lack the kind of money needed to retain lawyers and to purchase a storefront and to pay licensing fees, what are you supposed to do? Are you destined to watch our corporations and your former customers cash in? How can we make sure that as the world's most important green enters, hold on, little girl, go to bed. (laughs) Now, put the phone down, go to bed. Now, I don't want to hear another sound. Where did I stop at? Got me sound like my grandma trying to read, looking over the top of my glasses. Okay. Okay. How can we make sure that as the world's most important green enters the cannabis conversation, that the black people who were targets of the war on drugs get their fair share? In Oakland, California, where last year's Proposition 64 made adult recreation use of marijuana legal, three black millennial community organizers have teamed up to help marijuana professionals in their community make the jump to legitimacy. Lanise Martin, Abeli Ifedigable, and Deceit Horning began the Hood Incubator in 2016. In a video explaining the initiative, Ifedigable says the trio wants to take folks who are already operating in the underground, maybe they are already have a whole distribution channel and a whole customer base, but they don't know the exact licensing, and give them the resources they need to become successful black business owners. A void exists when it comes to investing in black businesses. When you look at business investment, less than 1% of venture capital funding or loans in this country are going to black business owners. To that end, the Hood Incubator looks to inject 30000 into black business through their pre-seed accelerator. Accelerator participants undergo 100 hours of business and legal training over four months. Martin stresses that the accelerator isn't just important for the legal and regulatory knowledge it imparts, but for the networking opportunities it creates. Like anything else, business comes down to relationships in the community that you're able to curate. A lot is at stake for the Hood Incubator's first class. Horning says the California's medical marijuana industry rakes in $3 billion a year. The state's legalization of recreational usage will add an additional $3 billion to that number by 2020. All that money creates what Horning calls a huge opportunity for us to cultivate and create a new industry that centers and honors our histories and our traditions of healing. Godspeed, Hood Incubator. If you would like to help these three heroic Americans help to correct an unpleasant history, we can help, you can find out how to lend your support on their website. And when I click on the link, the website is www. 
hoodincubator.org. This is great. You got that? Okay, so it's uh, www.hood, H-O-O-D, incubator, I-N-C-U-B-A-T-O-R, dot org. That's all one word, hoodincubator.org. And there's a donate button right at the top of the screen where you can see it when you first um, click on the link. And I am going to tweet this out. This is so cute. And then, you know, Jay-Z is starting his um, venture capital um, term of his own. So I think that is really good. Yeah. This is, I, I, yeah, I think this is wonderful. I mean, white people are getting paid, like super paid, off of stuff that niggas been doing forever just to make a way for themselves and their family, you know what I mean? And white people out here making a living off of it legally. Meanwhile, they locking your black ass up for it. Nope, get your piece of the pie too. Yeah, just like that lady in Alaska, they're trying to arrest her um, for being, yeah, you know, a on a federal level. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. I think it's trash. It is trash. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But it's a good thing. I think. Um, I think someone we know is a part of just that they they said they just signed up. So start working with them. So maybe they'll have more news for us afterwards. Yeah. And um, I think it's good. You know, we do have a history of agriculture. Um, mm-hmm. We have a rich history of um, just inventing, you know, and, and things like that. So I think bringing these two industries together, we could probably, and we could probably come up with some some, some stuff, mm-hmm. some killer stuff. And then a lot, and it's true, a lot of this stuff does have medicinal um, healing purposes. So properties. So we could do a lot with it. Yeah. You know, and it's it's just it's it's sad that you know people just aren't allowed that. Free forms of expression, you know, is is being stifled, and it, it's really sad. Mhm. It really is sad. So, um, hopefully, but they're gonna know, get y'all right, though. The hood incubator. Right, and they are off, and I'm glad that they're offering the legal components of it because I've read, um, like, if you were interested in, you know, starting into the growing industry, because in Maryland they they am. They started legalizing it, but some of the language is still very, very, very murky. Like, it's not very mm-hmm. clear. And in order for mm-hmm. you to start, like, you need at least $400,000, and that's just in fees uh. and things like that. And so you look at the average person who has that kind of money, so right. it's just putting it right back into the hands of the wealthy, the whole industry. Right. So. Yeah, they're going to do great. Yeah, they are. So I'm looking forward to this. I'm glad that it's there. And, um, yeah, I'm glad it's there. Mm-hmm. I'm glad they're doing it. It's needed. It's definitely needed. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Yeah. It's to, it's to transition underground cannabis entrepreneurs to legal markets by translating and augmenting their existing capabilities. Yep, so mm-hmm. basically it's taking you hood niggas and showing y'all how to do your shit legally. Right. Smartest shit I ever heard. This sounds right. like, a good, like a good investment, for real, for real. I'd rather invest in this than a good lawyer. <laughs> okay. Or another lawyer. <laughs> or paying the fucking courts and the bill bondsmen and sucking all your money up. Right. Mhm. This is good for the the 
the ones who out here hustling, who are good at hustling, this is for y'all. This is where y'all need to go. Y'all niggas that keep getting robbed need to sit down. Oh. <laughs> y'all who keep smoking up getting high on your own supply. Right. Who can't turn a profit after five years. <laughs> sit down. This is not for you. You're not a businessman. <laughs> and that's okay. You know, it's not for everyone. You tried it. It didn't work. Nothing wrong mm-hmm. with putting on a suit and tie and working at somebody's call center. Mm-hmm. People do that yep, shit every day, B. Yeah, and they got programs and more. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I might give them a call because I want to hmm. start growing and I need resources. I might as well grow my own. Yeah. I don't want to grow. I just want to make trees. Oh, you want to be a baker? Mm-hmm. I want to grow and sell to the bakeries. Yeah, I want to. I want a test kitchen, and I just want to come up with all types of delicious goodies. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's what I just want to. Wanna... Chips and oh shit. <laughs> I know chocolate waffles and yeah, chocolate cannabis. Yeah, well, as soon as I figure out how to fry chicken with it, if you put it. Listen, okay. So you know how you make your seasoning or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So you just grind up some of your butt and mix it in with your seasoning, mm-hmm. and let it marinate. Yeah. You know it's gonna it's gonna get it's gonna infuse into the chicken. Or or see when I bake me a whole chicken, I coat my chicken in butter, right? Because I mm-hmm. want my outside to be crispy. So if you don't already mm-hmm. made you some can of butter, just slap that bitch on the chicken and pop her in the oven. That's what you're talking about. Listen, I just need to be in somebody's test kitchen. That's it. If y'all know somebody, listen, I'm I just want to be an ambassador of snacks. I've told y'all this. Just send them not, my it way. don't take much. We're not asking for a whole lot. Not at all. I'll bring my own pots and pans if you need me to. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> Okay, I like this headband. I don't have cotton mouth. I really, really don't. It doesn't feel like a headband is on my head. Okay, it does feel a little. It feels a little tight around the forehead area. But listen, <laughs> I'm not. But it's not. It's not overbearing. It's like mm-hmm. when you think about it. Like when I went to check to see if I had it. Okay, I felt it. But otherwise, I'm fine. Like I'm clear headed. I'm not mm-hmm. like on other strains. I tend to like go blind if that makes sense and i'm i'm alert like this is i like this yeah it's just like you kind of like lose track of time and just like what were you thinking like zoned or spaced out and like what yeah was happening. but you don't yeah. remember or you were thinking about something really dumb right and it just consumed <laughs> you and you would fixate on it for like three minutes but it felt like yes. an hour and you're just like oh shit <laughs> See, yeah i don't thing. feel any of that I can't do headband because thought of something tightening on my head, I would really be trying to remove it, and it would just oh, no. You'd have a, a bad trip. I would. I would. It would. It would bother me. But this white ergo, I'm good. I'm straight. Yeah. Like I'm just. I'm just. I, I'm calm. I. I it just. I'm relaxed. Totally relaxed. And that's how yeah. this is. Like I just feel really like really relaxed. Mm-hmm. I got my my pizza and my wings on the way. Like I. I'm so mm. good. Yes, come through pizza and wings. Yes. Girl, I'm about to sit here and watch this amazing world of gumball and go to Ain't sleep. he good? Girl, mm. I love that fucking show. I'm about to watch this. I'm about to go to sleep and just chill. I mean, just a really good chilling. Yes. That's the best place to do it too in a in a hotel. Oh yeah, we're gonna be here all weekend, sis. Yes, oh, yes, room service. 
they go come and make up your own bed and vacuum the floor and take out the trash. New towels every day. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, honey, we're going to lift it up in a minute. And listen, I ain't leaving the room all weekend. I'll be sitting right here in this oh, bed. Me and my baby watching TV. I may go to the house and check on progress and see how things are going and let Brock mm-hmm. out. But, but that's it. That, Mm-hmm. That is it. Stop past the Dollar Tree and get y'all snacks because the Hilton be trying to get people with them snacks behind the counter. Like, there's no way you should be paying four dollars for some hot fries. That's way too much. Let me tell you something. So, I my my house is right around the corner because we thought it. I thought it was gonna snow. I went to the grocery store and bought all that damn food. I'm gonna yeah. say it's a microwave here. I'm going to cook some food and put it in and warm it up. Yes. Oh, I'm about to make me a chicken box. I'm about to go get a chicken box and probably chicken and everything. (laughs) Line it with the aluminum foil. If y'all don't already know, you're supposed to line it with the aluminum foil. Then put your bread down and soak up the grease. Mm -hmm, Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's how you do it. All that. All right. All of that. So, okay, this child is all in my face. I'm tired. I heard sign language and... <laughs> you, can, you can go raise your kid. It's all right. The people understand. I mean, I'm sitting up here like, get out my face. And she's just all dinging me. You get it. <laughs> oh, girl. Child, but the numbers look good, girl. Thank good. you to everybody who's listening. Yes. We appreciate y'all. Gooch done did herself an episode. I did an episode. Thank you to everyone from um, yeah. 40 Acres. Where's my 40 Acres? Where's my 40 Thank Acres? Thank you to Akeem Abdul. Mm-hmm. One of the good podcast. ones. One of the good ones. Thank you. I was going to say something else, but I knew that wasn't right. And I One need, of the good I, ones. I, I was. And I was like, I don't want to um, have nobody going to listen to them, and that's not him. And that's not them. Yeah, it's one of the good ones. <laughs> one or Alpha Coon on the social media. Yes. Yeah, Just listen to him. Alpha Coon. It's a good podcast. <laughs> and he'll be on every Monday. Um, not every Monday. I'm sorry. Every. What do we record? Um, Tuesday. Yeah, it comes on. A, it comes on on Mondays. So it'll be um, every Tuesday. Um, he'll be on there. Cook gonna come up whenever she feel like it, and we just gonna talk about this pure ignorance that Mona has created, and just enjoy ourselves. While we get this audio together. (laughs) (laughs) So, that is it. Thank y'all. Appreciate y'all, Yes. Go to the website. Listen on Stitcher, Podomatic, iTunes. Shop our affiliates. They'll be in the show notes and on our website. I don't know it. It's somewhere. www.thecookandthegooch.com <laughs> One day I'm going to surprise y'all niggas and I'm going to know it. How about that? It ain't going to be that. next week, though. Listen, don't edit that part out. Remember she said I'm it. not. <laughs> like, I don't know what she's talking about. <laughs> All right, nigga, I'm done. All right, holla at y'all or whatever. All right, bye, y'all. Peace.